that I, I read a book and it was talking about this like Japanese saying of basically every single moment only happens one time in your life, whether it's good or bad. And so every moment is beautiful. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 174. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have a beautiful, heartwarming story with Bella and Jace. They're high school sweethearts, and they've been exploring non-monogamy for about six years. Yeah, and it's just, like Emma said, it's a great story of... These two sort of finding themselves, finding who they were, and then growing into that and really just starting to explore um, an, an amazing journey together. So yeah. thank you to them for coming on. And they also have a podcast. They and, do. And they've built some really cool uh, games around like icebreakers and exploring non-monogamy. And you can find all that information at their website, the number four, ourplay.com. Yep. But don't worry about trying to remember that. There are links in the show notes to our show um, at normalizingnonmonogamy.com and in the podcast notes of your podcast player. There's direct links to get over there and see photos of them and learn about all the stuff they're doing. Yeah. So check out our website for the show notes and yes. you'll find everything you need or to know Or your about little them. podcast player, like Finn said. Yeah. So first up, before we jump into the interview, as always, a few announcements. Our next virtual meet and greet is, Mar- I'm sorry, not March. It's already almost the end of March. April 17th. That's a Saturday, April 17th from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Now, if you're not familiar with a virtual meet and greet, what we do with these events is we can bring everyone into a big Zoom room. We do some icebreakers, get to know each other very briefly, and then we go into small little breakout rooms where you get a chance to uh, talk with a smaller group of people. We give you a, a fun question to chat about, and then you're brought back into the main room. We scramble the rooms and do it all again. These are open to anyone. We have a wide, diverse range of people that join and it is amazing. Uh, We had over 40 people last time and we're hoping for more, even more this time. Uh, So they're $10 to join. Go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the meet and greet tab to sign up. And just a really quick build on what Emma said. They're open to anybody. You don't have to be in a couple or a quad or a triad. They're open to solo people as well. So if you're looking for a way to meet other people and build some community, this is one good option. Right. The requirement is that you have to be open-minded and... Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Or at least on the track to becoming awesome. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Also, we wanted to just say a huge shout out. Thank you to our over 160 members of Patreon. Uh, If you're interested in building community, we're going to talk more about this in the outro, but we wanted to throw a couple dates out there for April. So our April calls are going to be the men's call is April 20th. The women's call is April 21st and the Q&A is April 28th. So all those dates are on our website. Just click on the Patreon tab and also um, they will be talking more about them in the outro. Yeah. And the last thing we just wanted to mention was uh, we know the world is starting to open back up for the explorations of non-monogamy and just in general. Uh, So hopefully you've gotten the vaccine. Hopefully you're able to get the vaccine. We're excited for when we can get it. Turns out podcasters who stay at home all day aren't really... (laughs) 
not really high on the list. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. So, so close. Um, as soon as we can get it, we're going to get it. But uh, what we wanted to say about this is if you're starting to get back out there and meet people, uh, we'd highly recommend getting tested for STIs. It's been a great, it's a great time to do it because you probably haven't been super active for the last year. Uh, <laughs> and so it's a great time to come in fresh and uh, get tested. So the way that we do this and the way that we're planning to do this is using a service called stdcheck.com. There are links in the show notes. Using those links help uh, support the show financially and you get to save $10. It's only $130 for a 10 panel test and it's super easy. It's discreet. Uh, it takes like 10 minutes sometimes. Like we've done it in like 10 minutes or less in yep. and out. It's yep. super awesome. You don't have to have awkward conversations with your doctor. Anyway, more information about this can be found on our website um, in the show notes again at normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And again, thank you for the support of the show and for uh, supporting the community by getting tested and being open and having knowing your status, knowing your status. So yeah. thank you in advance for that. And now let's go. What? Almost. What? We need to let them know that they can reach out to us. Oh, of course. Go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. In case we don't say it enough, it is a little bit of a mouthful, but it's also really easy to find. You can click on the Contact Us page. You can send us a voicemail, send us an email. We'd love to hear from all of you. And we do respond to every single one. Yes. So now with that, let's go talk to Bella and Jace. Welcome, Bella and Jace, to the show. We're so excited to have you here, and we can't wait to learn a little bit more about you. We we know the high-level overview, I guess, because you did give us some details in your email, but... But um, nobody else read the email. Right. So we maybe maybe we should revisit some of those. <laughs> exactly, I guess. For, since people do not know you, can do you mind introducing each of yourselves, please? Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys so much yes, for having us for on having the show. Um, I'm Bella. I'm Jace. <laughs> and we have been in the lifestyle now for six years. Mm -hmm. And we started dating whenever we were 15. We met in elementary school. When we were nine. nine. We were ten. nine. And then we were a grade apart. So we, we met each other through like a little school event. And we never really saw each other again after that until... I was in ninth grade and you were in 10th grade. And then yeah. we started riding the same bus and we we're at the same bus stop. So that's kind of whenever I guess our love story started, yeah. if you want to <laughs> call it that. <laughs> it's always nice and to meet so, another yeah, started, cougar, huh? Well, see, I, you think that, but I'm only six days older than that's him. That's still a six day cougar. <laughs> yeah, so. That is a valid point. Emma, Emma is a six month cougar. Yes. Only six months. Okay. Six days. Six. Closer. <laughs> six is my favorite number. <laughs> so that's fun. Anyways. Yeah. I heard you guys are, um, high school sweethearts too. Oh no. You guys knew each other in high school. In right. middle school, right? Yeah. We yeah. did. We That's waited till we were super mature freshmen in college to start dating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we were freshmen right. too. Well, you were a freshman. I was a freshman, yeah. yeah. In high school, but we weren't mature. So, so how did the how did the school bus love story start? And and then we'll jump into how did you two start looking into non-monogamy? Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is really funny. So in elementary school, how we met was an um we had a jump rope team. Did you guys have like a jump rope for heart, that kind of thing when you were in no, school? No, we, we went to a really tiny little school. Not really. No, I've heard of those events, but we did not have them. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, we had a club like that and we, I had just moved from California to this new school and, um, I had to ride in the car with you cause you had been on the team for a while anyway. So that's how 
we first met and then whenever we saw each other at the bus stop the first and he's really good at jump roping he can do all these really cool tricks um and he can do this thing where he does a helicopter thing and then he jumps like on his butt does that make sense that probably doesn't yep. make sense but the first thing i asked him was hey aren't you that kid who can no. jump rope really well can you still do that thing with your butt is yeah that- you said can you still do that thing with your butt that was the first <laughs> thing that you asked me which i feel like is destiny I know, like, right? it's so, that- <laughs> so you asked me that and then i i think we just kind of talked about how we knew each other whenever we were younger like hey you remember that time we did all the jump rope stuff and then I just feel like one day I asked for your phone number. Yeah, it was like a month into like the beginning of the year. And we started talking on IM because we didn't have unlimited text messages. So IM was like the way to go. And Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we just kind of talked on there and got to know each other better. And then, you know, we would talk more whenever we were together on the bus and in school. And then... I don't know. I guess I, I asked you to be my girlfriend. Yeah, this was back whenever... I mean, we never, like, dated or went on a date back then. No. It was just like, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? And yeah, I was like, like, through a text message. Yeah, I was it like, was, okay. That's it was rough. <laughs> you, were my first, you were my first girlfriend, so I was not, like, smooth by any means. So. Yeah, and you were... I mean, I had, like, boyfriends in the past, but not really. We were each other's first pretty much everything. Like, first kiss, first... Literally everything. Everything, yeah. So that's kind of how everything started. And then we just never broke up and we've just been together ever since yeah <laughs> awesome and then you said oh i'm sorry no was, that's well, that's amazing yeah i was gonna ask do you mind sharing about how old you are now so that people have some context of how long you've been together oh yeah yeah uh we were 15 when we first started dating we're 28 now okay, okay. cool so, yeah yeah 15 years. yeah it's crazy it is crazy Sometimes, sometimes we think, oh, we're that's just, what I was going to say. Yeah. You go, go ahead. I was going to say, sometimes we think, um, I mean, whenever we turn 30, we'll have been together as long as we've were apart. And that's, that kind of like blows my mind when I think about it. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Uh-huh. And that, and that, like, we've been together a long time, but we, we've had a couple of breakups in there. <laughs> well, early on. Early on, <laughs> early in the, co- early in the, in the, the process, we were yeah. figuring shit out. And so, yeah, that's awesome. So, Six years ago, roughly, you started exploring swinging or the lifestyle, and maybe what was the lead up to that? What was the um, the catalyst for those conversations? So, I guess one day it was more Bella asking me. We had both been curious because you know we had never dated anybody else; we were each other's first everything. And I just remember one day we were on a drive because we were going to go see some family or something. We had a long drive. And she said something like, have you ever thought what it would be like to along the lines of kiss somebody else or something along those lines? And the way that she said it to me, it seemed like she had thought about it. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to be honest. And I said, yeah, of course, like I've thought about those things. And I don't remember exactly what you how you responded to that. Uh, I don't remember either exactly. It was just because we didn't even have sex until we were 18. So that was like three years into our relationship already. We had never kissed anybody else before. And so in general, I was just curious, you know, like, oh, like, what is it even like to to kiss another person or to do anything? And then that's why when you were 21. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we were going to um, spring break. And then that's when I was like, oh, like maybe, you know, something will happen 
or maybe we can like try to kiss someone because kids are crazy and on spring break and stuff. And so that's kind of how we led into that. And then prior to even going on spring break was we started looking into even just watching porn together uh-huh. and then just kind of opening up in that way because we had never even done anything like that before. <laughs> yeah. And I think a big part of it plays into it is at the very beginning I was a really, really small person and Bella was a little bit bigger at that point. Yeah. Well, it's just because we were just very uh, insecure and in how yeah. we looked. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I didn't even want you looking at a Victoria's Secret commercial because I was so... Uh, I don't know if jealous was the word. I guess jealous would be the word. I just like didn't want you look looking at other people when I like felt so bad about myself. And so then I went on like a, and this had nothing to do with, with him, but I had an epiphany at one point. I think I was 20, yeah, probably 20, 19 or 20. And then I knew I needed to get healthier. And so, um, I lost quite a bit of weight. And so then I got my confidence and that's when I were, I was able to ask you, Oh, have you ever thought of doing mm-hmm. or anything else with anybody? And I was the same way. Cause I was really small and I put on a bunch of weight seeing her like losing weight and trying so hard to like improve herself. I wanted to do that same thing. And so then I feel like we both kind of grew into our own confidence. And whenever we both felt more confident, I think that's kind of when that question arose because we both felt good about ourselves at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know that makes total sense. Like you have to be in a the right mindset um, yeah. to be able to do that. And it's hard if you're insecure about everything. And we're insecure about things all the time. But yeah. And I think it's amazing that you were able to grow together in that and support each mm-hmm. other in that. Like you were doing um, both trying to you know, work hard and, and be your best selves, but did it together. Yeah. And I think it was nice because neither one of us was doing it for each other. It was both for ourselves, Mm -hmm. but it was nice to have that almost like accountability partner that was working towards a goal as well. So to have that person to rely on made, I think the journey towards that way more special too. Right. And then I guess, so that's kind of how we got onto that subject And like she said, we talked about the spring break thing. And so we, I think we had said that we were fine with us kissing people. And then maybe if like something were to happen with a single girl, maybe we would start doing stuff like there. But that's kind of what we had said was our, our comfort level with everything. And so then maybe you take up through the the first story of any sort of, I guess that kiss yeah. So on spring break, like this guy came up, he had a British accent. I was like, oh my God, yeah, British accent. <laughs> so, <stupid. laughs> so then, uh, I don't know, he was flirting or saying something and Jace was standing right next to me and I was like, Hey, can I kiss him? And then he was like, yeah, do it. And so then I kissed him. And that was the very first time we ever did anything with another person outside of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And then I kissed some girls cause I was curious um, and I'm bisexual. So, but at that point, like I hadn't done anything. I didn't know how to do that, but yeah, spring break's crazy. So, <laughs> um, kiss some girls and that was like the first time we, like I flashed people or the first time we ever saw titties in real life. Yeah. I had never seen like anybody else naked except you at that yeah. point. So I was like, Oh, Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> so it was, was a so big, naive. Like it was, yeah. like a, it was really 
different than what we were used to. Um, you didn't do anything with anybody at that point uh-uh. on that spring break trip. Um, I think I maybe danced with some people, which even at that point was like a huge step in that direction yeah. for me. Cause I said it was, it had always been Bella for everything. So that even was kind of a crazy first step. I felt like, yeah, like dirty. I remember dancing with like a single girl, like she was in the middle mm-hmm. and we were like, Whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so that was spring. And then in the summer we were planning on going to Vegas for it. And then at this point on, on the car ride to Vegas, we were talking more about, Hey, like, do you, what would it be like to, to do stuff? Like to actually like, uh, like have sex with somebody else. And so then we looked into what swingers were. I think I remember Googling it. I was like, we didn't even know what the words were at this point. We didn't even know the lifestyle was a thing. We just thought people sometimes had sex with other people. (laughs) And so we thought about going to a club, like a swingers club in Vegas. Um, and there were some topless pools in Vegas at some of those, uh, they call them like day clubs mm-hmm. and stuff. But what was the one that we went to? I think it's, we went to the one at Caesars Palace. I think it's called Venus Pool. Yes. And basically if you're over 21 and you're staying at the hotel, you're allowed to get into the pool and women are allowed to be topless. You know, you don't have to be, but that was kind of the, the idea behind it. So we went to the pool and then it took me no, no joke, like almost an hour to get enough courage for me to actually get topless. And there was maybe less than 10 people there. There was like barely anybody there, (laughs) but, um, it was just so new for us. And so then I finally got topless. There was another couple kind of close around and she ended up getting topless. And then we almost left because we were hanging out for a little while and then we almost left and then that couple came over and they kind of swam over and they were like, she goes, Hey, I just wanted to congratulate you on being topless or something like that, like something silly. And so then, uh, we started talking and then it led to somehow we are in the same field business wise. And they also were thinking of going to a swingers club. (laughs) (laughs) and they were our age too and at this point we were 21 or 22 yeah so that was just all crazy we were like what like that's so weird and And we had said that so because we had talked about the whole after we looked up like the lifestyle stuff we're like i think that we would be up to something like that happening but it would have to fall in our lap like i don't want to go out of my way to to make that happen if somehow Mm -hmm. the universe just puts it in front of us then like we'll consider it and so that day we were like, Hey, we're going to go to this swinger or the, to this strip club. Cause we had gotten this free pass to this strip club. Basically. We had never been to a strip club either. This yeah. That was going to be our, our first, first our first time at one of those. So we were going, we invited them and they said, Oh, sorry, we have some friends actually we have to meet up with. So we can't go, but we can meet you later and hang out some more. So we went to dinner and me and you were talking about like, Hey, this actually, like, I don't know if anything is going to happen, but if something were to escalate to that, what would you feel about it? Like, would you feel comfortable doing something? What do you feel? And we both said that if somehow it was to happen, we think we would be okay. Like moving forward in a sexual situation with, with them. Yeah. 
we even said that it would be okay to have like a full swap sex session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At that point, I didn't even. I, didn't I don't know think that we was, knew it was, it was called full swap. <laughs> we just knew that like okay, like I would have sex with him, and you would have sex with her. Yeah. And yeah. so full, then, full swap, full swap sex session is the the actual scientific name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know that now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I don't mess it up. Sometimes I'll be talking about it and I'll say full sex. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, full sex? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, all good. It means the same thing, yeah, right? We, they'll get right? the gist. They'll get the gist. <laughs> so basically, we... Um, so we were eating a cheesecake factory in the in the hotel at in Vegas. And I said, we said the whole thing about we were open to something happening. And we met back up with them and they're like, cause they had come back. And so basically to our hotel, room. to our hotel room. And they're like, Hey, we can hang out for like a couple hours. Then we have to go somewhere else, but then we can come back again. It was like a bunch of in and out little things because of some family friends or something they had. And so we were all just drinking in our hotel room. And then I don't know how it started, but Bella, you and the other girl, started kissing and like taking each other's clothes off yeah <laughs> do you remember how it started because i just remember looking over and it was happening and it, i feel like it just progressed naturally yeah i don't i think that there was just like flirtiness going on and then and we just started kissing and then continued to take each other's clothes off but it was only us and you guys were just watching mm-hmm. and i think you even took some photos I, yeah, I don't remember doing that. Or maybe he took the photos. I'm sure we have them, but like that was even so crazy for us too. But um, I think they had to go or like they had to go meet up with their friends and then mm-hmm. they were going to come back. So then um, I always mess this part. I can't like remember exactly how this part goes. So basically what happened next was we were so like turned on just by me seeing her and her doing stuff with the girl for the first time, really more than just, I guess, kissing so we had sex and then they came back like an hour and a half after that and they knocked on our door and we were basically we ended up having same room sex with them that night and I kissed her and I said that was the first time I had ever kissed anybody else so it was I said such all such a whirl when everything was just happening so fast but we were enjoying everything yeah and in a good way yeah yeah it felt it felt very natural the and way it was progressing they had been together for I mean, since they were in high school too, mm-hmm. it was really crazy how similar their story was to ours. So we just clicked and everything was just, it felt so good, like normal yeah. and it felt so right, Yeah, I feel like. And so we had all this fun and we were both like kind of the broke college kid type thing at that time. Both as in both couples. Yeah, both couples. Yeah. And we had dri- we both had driven there and it was summer, so we didn't have school or anything like that. So we both were like, hey, I'd be willing to put up like $50 if we can split a hotel room somewhere. We got like a hundred bucks between the two of us. If you guys want to do that and see what happens tomorrow. Cause at this point it was really late at night. And I mean, that was just kind of what we threw out there. And they said we were thinking something along the same lines and you and her ended up booking a hotel room for the next night. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> go into that story. <laughs> so I ended up, I mean, we were pretty tipsy whenever I booked the hotel. I uh, ended up, I put my name, but your card number or vice versa, something like that. And at the, we weren't married at this point yet. So we didn't have the same last name or anything. And so um, we went to Treasure Island was where we booked the hotel. Got there, tried to check in. Didn't know that this was EDC weekend, which is uh, Electric Daisy Carnival. It's the biggest rave event in, in I think Vegas. North America. Yeah. And so we had no idea. I was like, why are there so many people here? Why is it so busy? I've been to Vegas a gazillion times. I don't understand. Why is everybody dressed like this? And so then we get there, try to check in. We can't check in. And they say they canceled our... Um, reservation because of the name things so we were like fuck and so then we were trying to figure out what to do because we still really both us and them still wanted to make this happen and so then we were on our phones trying to find any hotel room and of course they're all booked because it's edc weekend <laughs> and so we end up finding a room at the riviera because we didn't want to spend like a ton because we were broke <laughs> yeah no judgment and, here uh, the, riviera, yeah. <laughs> the riviera is not nice i mean it is it was one of the earlier hotels i think built on I the think it strip was the first i mean it was pretty old it's actually i think torn down now because no one was staying there <laughs> um because i remember so we booked that hotel and i remember getting there and our room overlooked the pool if you want to call it that but it was just like a pool that was empty but filled with like garbage <laughs> and i so clearly remember i was like this is the most unsexy <laughs> feeling thing in the entire world and we had all of our luggage with us and it was just a, a, not a fun day <laughs> yeah trying to figure but we still wanted to make this happen both couples still wanted to like that's how excited we were for this that we went to this disgusting hotel and still ended up um i'm doing stuff so yeah and we, we, we started drinking there yeah we took a nap and yeah we got, all took a nap because just so tired we were like okay let's let's drink and just kind of see where things go and then um things went you think yeah, yeah. it escalated <laughs> again pretty quickly um i can't remember the exact you know detailed details but i know we ended up on separate beds because you, you were with her on a separate bed. I was with him. And then we started making out and you guys were kissing and we were doing foreplay stuff separately. And then I look over and then me and the, the guy I was with was like, are you guys fucking? And, <laughs> and you guys were. <laughs> <laughs> and so then uh, that that's how that happened. And so then I had sex with him and then we we were full swapping for a little while. And then we took a break and then we did it again. <laughs> and so that was our first experience. So like, it's crazy that we went from straight, not even knowing what are swingers, what, what is, I still at this point didn't know what the lifestyle was, um, into straight full swapping with another couple who Within also like, oh, didn't for know yeah. what any of that was. And it was all in like 72 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say for, with, that you met in a topless pool yeah. at a different hotel and yeah, that's just crazy. I love the dedication I know, of I was that because this is some, this is totally us. Like everything is pointing to like, this is a disaster. And we're like, no, no, the, just because the pool's filled with garbage doesn't mean can't that, that we can't, can't, that we can't get with... into the room and have a good time. So like, 
Yeah, no, you're you're speaking our language. <laughs> We're on board. I'm just really relieved to hear that it went well. Yeah. Because in our experience, we would have done all that and then had a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no, so I'm really glad it went well too. Yeah. Good. So so you you two had like talked roughly about what would be allowed, what wouldn't be allowed. And it sounds like maybe they had talked loosely about that as well. I think it's an interesting like perspective, right? A lot of times when we talk to people who are going to plan to, you know, who are talking about swinging or doing something, they like, they lay out every possible scenario and they lay out all the rules and then they have all these rules that they have to follow. And you guys were like, are you having sex? Like, I don't even know what's going on over there. And I just, I find that fascinating and, and interesting, like that it worked for you too. And I, you know, I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was going to say we did, we did talk to them and we had both said that we, we were open to like, f- we didn't know full swapping, but having sex. So it's not like yeah. I just started fucking her. Like we knew that we were yeah. going to get there. We had talked right, about it. Right. Already. So we were all comfortable with that. But we had also said that our relationship has always been like at the forefront of what's important through all of this and something to us for us to enjoy together. And we had said that if, cause our relationship I always thought was great. I didn't need anything else. We thought this would be something else fun in addition and we said, if we do something like this, and this is weird or uncomfortable or whatever it is, let's try, we would say we would just completely forget about it and like never talk about it again and just go back to that point. So we had that mindset going in that hopefully this is something we enjoy, but if not, we're not going to let it affect our relationship. And at that point, we didn't even know we were going to want to do it more. It was more... Uh, not an experiment, but just we wanted to know what it was like to have sex with another person. And that's really all it was at that point. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until after we were done and it was the next day and it was such a great experience. And we liked that couple so much. And then, cause we had a almost 24 hour drive back home. So we had a lot of time to talk (laughs) and we had a lot of time to talk before that too, because it was a long drive there. But, um, that's whenever we were able to really get in more into it how it made us feel, which Mm -hmm. was still to this day, I think crazy how it makes us feel closer having sexual relationships with other people. But yeah, that kind of blew my mind as well. Cause I didn't, cause we were both kind of trying to describe how we felt about the situation to each other. And we both got down to the, the base point of somehow having sex with somebody else made me love you more, which the more I think about it now, it makes more sense to me just because of that. You realize how much you love the other person. But at that point, it blew my mind to think that how can I feel closer to somebody after doing something like that with somebody else? And it was just such an interesting dynamic. But we both, both at the end of the day, we're like, hey, I would love to do that again if you would love to do that again. Yeah. And the other couple, they were similar too, because we had talked about as a group what we were thinking that we wanted to do. And they also hadn't, I don't, I think they were each other's first everything too, Mm -hmm. or if anything, they hadn't done anything with anyone else in a really long time as well. So it just happened to to mesh perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Like just that whole first experience was such a positive experience and that's really cool. Um, how did you move forward after that? So we had that long car ride. That's whenever we were able to really talk in detail about it. That's when I started looking up more like, are we swingers? What is a swinger? And then we saw that there were clubs like more than just 
because the swingers club in Vegas, I, I think is, I don't know. Is it different than the other ones? But anyways, know. I thought yeah. there were clubs closer to where we lived. Like at that point I thought maybe it was just in Vegas. <laughs> um, and so we, uh, lived at the time in Oklahoma and then we were able to, I think, I think I looked into websites. Yeah. yeah. So we were on the car. I was like, Oh, there's websites mm-hmm. and there's clubs and there's this and this. And so we made an account on adult friend finder mm-hmm. as a couple. Um, and then we looked into Colette Dallas because that was the closest club to us at that time. That was at least like a big club. There's a couple like smaller clubs in Oklahoma city, but it didn't seem like the same scale to us from our research online anyway. Yeah. And so that's how we were able to open up and be like, Oh, like maybe let's try to f- meet other people online who maybe want to do the kind of same thing. And then we'll try going to Colette and seeing what a swingers club is like. And everything progressed from there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so it sounds like obviously it left a positive impact if on the way home you're trying to find more ways to do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right? Which is which is amazing. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It really was that kind of experience that that we I think that we both had this hope of it going really smoothly and really well cuz I think we both wanted to enjoy it and we I think we were both just so happy that we were able to enjoy it together and it did go as smoothly because I mean, we've had other things we've tried and sometimes they don't always go as smoothly. So I was really happy when it kind of worked out the way it did. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. Um, so I guess that kind of leads to my next follow-up question, which is where are you at today? So like you dove into the swinging world and you got all the information, you went to some clubs and where are you at now? So now we've been in the lifestyle for six years. Um, we, our full swap, I guess situational. We don't do that all the time or anything, mm-hmm. but um, we maybe you, you should keep talking. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we are we're full swap, and it's situational. No, it's like, <laughs> I was like, how much more do we say from this? Um, I mean, we had quite a few experiences, and not all of them have been great. Um, we do generally, um, we always, or at least so far we've done everything together. Oh, okay, we've, yeah. we've talked about, you know, going maybe like on separate dates or things like that. And we're not opposed to that idea, but for us so far, it's been so much about enjoying those moments together. Now we have been to orgies and things where we're very comfortable with if things are going on, like in the same room with other people, it's not like we have to be right next to each other the entire time. And we enjoy that. But so far we've just liked keeping it, making sure the two of us were always somewhere around. Um, and that's, what's kind of made us feel the most comfortable and we've got the most enjoyment out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we started a podcast so we could talk about everything and, um, yeah, that's where we're at now. We made a yeah. game because we like try, trying to have some kind of icebreaker. And so we made games for ourselves to play with our friends and the parties that we go to. And then that developed into making a game that we can have for everyone in the lifestyle. And so that's that's where we're at now. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are what are some of the things and we'll I want to circle back and like we'll talk about the podcast and the game in a little bit for sure. Um what are some of the things that you two 
have maybe learned about yourselves or learned or or seen like growth in, 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 in each other throughout this, you know, six years of exploring this together? Confidence for sure. That's exactly what I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, because we were not confident at all at the very beginning. And seeing how confident we are now in ourselves, I, I think that's a big one. I think that part of that confidence, um, at least I can speak for me here, is being with one person since you were, you were 15, I never really went through that thing of you know dating people. And so before we started doing more lifestyle stuff, I, I personally struggled with feeling attractive about myself. And I think part of that came from, I had never got any sort of like proof that anyone else thought I was attractive. And I didn't know if she loved me because I was not the cutest kid when we started dating. And so I knew she loved me for me. And I know that changes your perception of how you see people. So there was part of me that struggled just not knowing if other people really found me attractive. And I think that being in a lifestyle and I guess seeing that other people did find me attractive that weren't just someone who loved me, that was a huge thing in my growth as far as my confidence and how I see myself. So it's that's changed my life and just being more happy about who I am. Communication for sure. Mm-hmm. We communicate. I mean, we've always been able to communicate really well, but um, when you're in the lifestyle, a lot of different situations pop up and we've been able to, to work through those really well and be able to talk more that way too. I think it's also taught us in some ways when we communicate certain things to almost like step back before we start to go down a path of maybe arguing or something. And that goes, you know, whether it's lifestyle or or normal, like regular everyday life, that being able to talk to the talk through those things, I feel like has given us a chance to almost stop issues before they become issues just because we kind of had to learn, I guess we haven't had to learn, but we just have learned to to really be thoughtful about the things that we say to each other and really try to make sure that we never, you know, step on each other's toes and we're always polite to each other. Yeah. And we're a lot more, um, I feel like after an experience, we become so much closer too. And so our relationship has just been stronger, our um, sex drive is, is stronger. And, um, what else have we learned? <laughs> I feel like we've learned so much. It's hard to like put them all Narrow it down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think those are kind of the, the biggest takeaways. I'm sure there's been tons of like little takeaways throughout that I'm not thinking of right now. Oh, it's made us more, I mean, we're outgoing to begin with, but mm. I have, I'm still working towards it, but being in the lifestyle is helping me grow, um, and be more out, being able to talk to people more, um, and being like the first one to go talk to somebody, like introducing myself first, rather than like staying here and like waiting for people to come to me. That's something that the lifestyle has helped me as well. Just mm-hmm. be able to talk to people more. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a big one because that's something that you know for us, we would often you know the first quite a few years that we were doing this, we would go to a a club or a bar or whatever, and we would just be terrified to go talk to people. And so yeah, once you start, you start to like realize that like everybody or most people want to talk but they're all afraid to talk. And so like being mm-hmm. that person to like take that first step, you can really break down some, some 
powerful walls Mm -hmm. um, by doing that. So Mm -hmm. I like that. I think also um, that I I read a book and it was talking about this like Japanese saying of basically every single moment only happens one time in your life, whether it's good or bad. And so every moment is beautiful. And I think that that helped me kind of all that, that same thing that Bella was saying about going and talking to people because I've never talked to somebody and then regretted talking to them. Because I mean, no matter, it doesn't matter if something happens or whatever you're doing. It's just having that communication is always to me better than not. And so I feel like through the lifestyle, especially because sometimes you'll, you'll go to a club, you know, and you'll see a couple and you never see them again. And it's, you know, six years later and you're like, I wonder where they went. I wish I would have said hi that, that time. Mm -hmm. And so that being able to just go up and, and say hello to anybody and not, I'm not like scared of somebody not wanting to talk to me or whatever it is. Cause it's nothing's personal. It's just trying to make new friendships and meet new people. And that helps mm-hmm. socially outside of the lifestyle too. And business wise, and just, it's a good skill that we've developed and because of the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's a fantastic takeaway. Thank you so much for adding that in there too. Yeah. Um, how have you two handled sexual and physical health going through all of this with the lifestyle? So I would say, I mean, I guess the first thing, I mean, I think regular testing is always like an important thing for, for any couple, but then you're doing stuff with other people. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're just, we're, we always use condoms. That's Mm -hmm. one of our, you know, major rules rules is always doing that. And then, I mean, I think some of the time too, I just think that it comes down to a little bit also trusting the people that you're around and, you know, kind of getting to know people a little bit and seeing how you feel with those people. And I want to say making a a judgment off of that, but that comfort level just of kind of knowing a little bit who you're talking to has made us feel more comfortable as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And and one thing you said back a few minutes ago was that like your communication has gotten better when you've come up against things that have been challenging or difficult. Would you be able and willing to maybe take us through one of those challenges that you two worked through together? Because I know it's it's fun to focus on all the fun, sexy stuff, but like maybe there's a, an experience that you two learn something from that might be useful uh, for people. Oh yeah, for sure. There's tons. There's definitely a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, I think that the biggest one, at least in my opinion, has been whenever we first started. I had this, I feel like misconception of. I felt like it was more the girl's job to go break the ice, if you want to call it that, because. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, if girls talk, it's less intimidating or whatever. And I had this, that idea in my head. And so we had a lot of times where we would get into arguments because I would kind of push Bella to go talk to somebody because she said she would want to, but then it put this unfair pressure on her Mm -hmm. to have to go make that first initial contact, which is not always easy as much as you want it to be. It's still hard. And so we got in, you know, a couple arguments about that where I was pushing her because I thought I was helping, but I didn't realize how much stress I was putting on her. And that's one of the things that we had to work through where now we'll kind of, if there's a couple we want to talk to, you know, maybe it's like, Hey, should we go talk to them? And if she doesn't want to, and I don't want to, then you know what neither one of us does. Or maybe some days I'm like, Hey, I don't mind going talk to them. Or some days she says, I'll go talk to them. And so that's one of the biggest ones that I feel like we've worked through is making sure that no one feels any unneeded pressure and that 
we're both kind of, cause it's something we're doing with each other and to enjoy together. So it shouldn't ever be on one person to make something happen. It should be both of us going and, and talking. And so, yeah. and whenever you say like, we both go, I mean, like one person says like the initial thing first, we do both walk over there mm-hmm. together. Oh, yeah. It was just at the beginning. It was like, Oh, like I have to say, Oh, like I'm, I'm Bella and this is Jason. And then another thing is, um, we, whenever we first got into the lifestyle, we thought that every time that we went and did something, something needed to happen. So we had this expectation every single time we went to a club or whenever we would meet somebody and then we would try to make something happen, even though that's not how it goes yeah. and how it should go. And I think that part of that possibly stemmed from our first experience going so smoothly and just falling in our lap. And then the first time that we went to Colette, we ended up doing stuff with some people. And so everything, those first few times just rolled out. So like, it was almost like a red carpet, like, Oh, look how easy this is. And so I think that, especially since we were so young, I was like, Oh, well, we're, we're, paying to go to this place. And that's part of the experience that we're hoping for. And I said, we did get in like arguments about that. Cause neither one of us was like, I don't want to say we we're there for the wrong reason, but I think that we didn't realize like the beauty of this whole thing was us enjoying it together. And so now, you know, we go someplace and it's, if nothing happens, great. Like if something happens, great. It's, it's awesome. Cause we get to spend time with each other and we just get to meet people and we make new friends. And at the beginning of everything, it was all about like sex and, it, and we didn't have those. We, we weren't searching for those friendships or relationships in other ways. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, th- those are the main, like really big two things. I would agree for sure. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's that, um, that second one for sure is something that, I think when people are new, it's like, well, yeah, something has to happen. Right. And, and I think you see that amplified even more. Um, like, let's say it's a couple with a baby or a kid and they like get out of the house once a month or once every mm-hmm. two months. And then it's like, well, look, we put us, we got a babysitter and we're doing all of, we paid to go to the club and like, you know, you're in a couple of hundred dollars for the night and you're like, well, we better we better make something happen. And then it can, that can, that kind of pressure can really, can really be tough on a, on an evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it makes it not fun. And we've had a lot of nights end badly because of that. And then that even goes into the, Oh, well then why didn't you like talk to them if you wanted to make something happen? And like those kinds of fights. Mm-hmm. But And then I think that's where it came back to that thing talking about the like, communication. Cause I feel like now it's, you know, like that, like things were so much harder whenever we first got into it. And then, so as we've grown over these last six years and that communication has just been like fine tuned so much, it's, I feel like it's so much more of a rarity for us to, to argue about things, especially lifestyle wise. But I said, it's also helps so much in just normal everyday life of, of having that communication has gotten so much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's it's interesting how, you know, the skills that you learn and doing something that is maybe less mainstream, like can go, be applied for now. For now, right, right. It can be applied throughout your whole life, right? Like in the whole like all all areas of your life. Yeah. Um it's pretty cool. Uh at the beginning of the or before I think we started recording, you said that you're pretty open um about who who you are and I was curious, are you 
out and open with your friends and family about explorations and non-monogamy? Not with our family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that stays no. <laughs> yeah. um, the friends that we have now, uh, no, pretty, pretty much. Pretty I mean, much. it's not like we go out and tell everybody that we meet. Like, hey, we're swingers. <laughs> but, I mean, if it comes up, then, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. talk more about it. And we're, we're very open people in general. And so I think that sometimes we've, we come off that way a little bit sometimes, I guess, because we have had multiple friends ask us like, Hey, do you guys do like, you know, like they've like kind of like tried to word those questions. So I think that we're very, um, and we've always been so comfortable. We have, I want to say more friends that are girls than guys as a general rule. And it's always just been that very easy communication there. And so I think that we come off kind of just open to things in general. And because we've been together for so long. So we went not only to elementary school, but we graduated college in the same class with the same degree and in the same program, which was uh, pretty female dominated. And then, so everyone being able to see that there was no jealousy between us to even begin with. And then we do, photography together as well like boudoir photography glamour photography and then models would come and like see our connection and how our communication is and everything so the people that we surround ourselves with they can kind of already tell and mm-hmm. so it's easy for us to just to, to say that um we've also met most of our friends i want to say through the internet through like social media and things like that And a lot of them have been, you know, through modeling or things like that as well. And so I think a lot of people that we just surround ourselves with are really open-minded people. And then we meet a lot of our friends through friends. And so I think that a lot of it goes back to just the people we surround ourselves with are very open. And so I feel like I also like to be open around the people that I'm with. I like being around like-minded people. Yeah. And I mean, now we'll even wear like upside down pineapple hats just out and about. And with our podcasts and stuff now, it's just, I feel like it's just out, out. And so and it's, it's almost like a weight off our shoulders. I feel like, although I mean, our family doesn't know. So <laughs> yeah, but I keep the weight of my family not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I, feel, I would hope, that, you know, if family finds out, they'll just not bring it up. Like, And I will say whenever we, um, we were in college, not very many people knew, um, cause we weren't really that open about it then. And we were just so nervous about people judging us or Mm -hmm. whatever it was. And I remember like telling the first person that wasn't a lifestyle person that we, we did something like this and they were like, Oh, that's cool. And I was like, Oh shit. You know, maybe people don't really care as much as I think they do. And then over time, people, most people have responded that way. And also I've gotten to the point where I just don't really care because I'm happy with who Mm -hmm. I am. And if you don't want to be around me because of that choice I make, that's not really hurting anybody else. And we're happy. Then I don't know if that's kind of really the person I want to surround myself with anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of a weeding mechanism. You mm-hmm. weed out all the people who like, if they're going to judge you for that, mm-hmm. then they can go find someone else to hang out with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. riddance. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And 
Okay, I was going to move into their podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you, I didn't want to interrupt you if you had another question. Well, yeah, before we do, um, I wanted to uh, maybe see, you've kind of shared a little bit of a blooper in the garbage pool uh, story, <laughs> but if maybe if there was, you know, over the last six years, if, have there been any other maybe funny or lighthearted mishaps that you've had along the way that you'd be willing to share? And then we'll happily jump in and I want to hear, we want to hear about the podcast and the game and all the other things that you two are creating. So, <laughs> this one's more like embarrassing on my part, <laughs> but, um, so I wasn't on my period. It was like towards the end of it. Um, and I had a tampon in and I, and I, and I wasn't bleeding, but I just had a tampon in just in case. And we had been drinking and we, we met a couple and things were escalating. This was at a club. So, uh, we went straight into one of the rooms and then she started going down on me and she was like, Oh babe, are you on your period? <laughs> I was like, no. And then I was like, Oh, shit. <laughs> And so then, uh, yeah, I, I think I ran to the bathroom and then did whatever I needed to do and then came back and I was like, okay, I'm back. I, I'm not aware of you. I, just yeah. wear <laughs> I wear these all the time. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that, yeah. I think that uh, that's a funny one. Yeah, I like that one. Way. She like was completely fine she with it, phased, like, yeah. She was not faced like what? She's like, oh, okay, yeah, no big deal. Just move straight on. Like, yeah. I mean, even... I, I'm imagining if that were to happen and I were to find like that, I would feel, I think I'd be like the same thing too, right? Yeah, like, oh, oh, okay. I think the main thing is like, I wouldn't want to go down on someone if they were on their period, you know? So then, but it just wasn't. And I just don't know why I just left it in. I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't happened again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely make sure. Even sometimes you're like, Hey, you don't have a damn <laughs> <laughs> You learn from your mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one that yeah a good one it's amazing um do you mind sharing a little bit about your your podcast and the game you created we'd love to hear more about it yeah for sure um i'll talk more about the podcast you talk more about the game okay okay um so we have a podcast and we basically we started it like i don't know four, four well five months ago something like that and we went back and we started from the very beginning and we kind of talk about just our lifestyle experiences we talk about you know how we got into this we talk about the mishaps all of those things and we we don't go into like crazy detail but we do kind of like talk our way through the experiences we're not as much of like a how-to um swing we're more talking about what we've done and like our experiences, yeah, our adventures and how we've grown. I said, like the little, the bumps and stuff along the way and the growth along the way. So we basically went back and we started, you know, chronologically and we had a little, a little black book. Actually, it was like a little black notebook that we had written down every experience <laughs> and just like where it was and kind of like what happened, like an overview of what happened. And I'm really thankful we did because then we were able to go back and film from the beginning what we've done lifestyle wise and now now um you know we'll just we're we're still catching up on all the old experiences um because i said we we had done it for five and a half years before we kind of started filming these and that's kind of where it's at now it's just us talking about our sexual adventures and it's so fun because 
we get to relive those moments and, and being able to talk about it and being able to go back and listen. Cause I mean, it's cool that we're able to, of course, share it with everybody, but we did it more for ourselves to be able to listen back. Cause it's like an audio diary basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's really cool that we're able to, to, to know what each other are thinking. And then like, as things have been happening more, you know, recently, like we don't, we don't talk about the experiences right right then. We'll wait until we podcast about it. And so then we're able to, you know, like have it forever because we talk about things and you forget. And yeah. so that's been really cool. Um, and then our game. So we're really big. It's called Foreplay um, after the name of our podcast, number four, O-U-R-P-L-A-Y. It's like a, uh, it's a play on the word foreplay yeah. and foursome. Yep. And for our play. So it's kind of like all those things. We go for the triple entendre. Yeah, on yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's We've always been. Yeah. Yes, like, like a Jay Z moment or yeah. something. A really deep meaning. That's, that's, that was the idea. Uh, uh, we've always been really big game people where uh, we like icebreakers and we, we like things to, you know, be fun and stuff. And we didn't know how to move things along. And so we had done, you know, the Jenga brick game thing where you write dares on the Jenga and play that. And just nothing to us ever felt like it always felt like this kind of rocky transition when everyone, you could tell everyone wanted something to happen, but we didn't know how to really get there comfortably. And the games that we had tried to find just didn't feel complete to us and being such big game people we love like cards against humanities things like that and so we started off by making an actual physical card game um to kind of be an icebreaker and then we basically turned it into a all digital game that you can play like mo like on a mobile device so that you're able to you know take it with you because the deck of cards ended up being kind of you know you don't want to take that to a club or you know whatever we wanted it to be accessible wherever you were yeah and so maybe you can talk a little bit about how the game works yeah so we have actually quite a few different games there's the main game which um there's nine different categories so there's like a story time category and uh there's an everyone category or a lucky you category and so you'll pick a card or you'll the person will read the prompt and for example one will be like if you masturbated today take two sips. So you sit in a circle and you have your drink. And then if, if you've done that, then you take two sips and there's other ones that are like kiss the person across from you or tell the person next to you, your favorite feature of yeah, all guys take your shirts off, things like that. Yeah. So it's just meant to be a fun, lighthearted thing. And of course, you know, consent for sure all the time. You got to ask all the time and then drink responsibly. So we have those. uh, And then there's, there's like an expansion pack that's more like dirty. And so we made one to really help if, if things are going smooth and you can tell everyone kind of wants to move forward, there's like a second little part, if you want to call it that. And those have some more dirty cards. Like, you know, maybe it's like, feel up the person to your left or go down the person to your right. I mean, everything is, you know, whatever you want to do. And, but it it was made to really move things kind of systematically from talking to, if you wanted something to happen, it could move that far. And then we also have random ones like Pictionary. We have a dirty charades. We have dirty, never have I ever. And then in one of the other favorite game that we have, other than this, the main game, Oh, and with the main game, there's a BDSM expansion pack and a college expansion and a pack and a vacation one. one. But we have a separate game called 
conversations. And we really love that one. It has four different categories. There's self-perception. There's um, like a surface level one. There's an intimacy one. And then we have another one too. And we spent just a long time writing all these questions. And um, most of the games are built more for that like group type. So you could probably play them by yourselves, but they're, they're built more for that group type setting. And this conversation game is really built to help you connect with your partner. So it's, there's a lot of, you know, deep questions about, you know, how, how did like a, 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 how did a childhood trauma affect you to who you are today? So like some of the things get really deep and let you really go through. And it's kind of a, it's kind of meant to ask a question that makes you ask more questions and just get to know your, your partner more, because Mm -hmm. that's one of our favorite things is, really having those, you know, late nights when you're up till 4am, just, just talking. Cause you just are obsessed with talking to the person you love. And so it was kind of built to get those, those deeper conversations started. We even brought it with us this past weekend or well, it's on a phone, so you can bring it wherever you want. But this past weekend, you know, whenever you're having dinner and you're like, Oh, what should we talk about? Cause when you go to dinner, you focus week. on eating. Yeah. <laughs> so we started just playing our game and we started doing the conversation game and we were able to, you know, just talk and answer questions. And even though we've answered the questions before time has passed and our mm-hmm. answers even changed. And so, yeah, we really love the game and you can play in a group setting too, or you can do it like truth or drink. If you don't want to answer the question you drink or, or if you don't want to answer the question, just don't answer it. <laughs> but we just wanted to have a bunch yeah. of like games that, you could play lifestyle wise. Cause we just didn't feel like there was any out there that really encompassed everything that we wanted for games. Yeah. And so yeah. we just thought it was really fun. And cause yeah. that's what we wanted for ourselves. And then being able to put it out on a platform where anyone can access it anywhere in the world. It doesn't have to be like a physical thing that you have to ship. I thought just made it easier. So yeah, yeah no, totally. It. Thank you so much for doing all of that. Like I didn't, I knew about the game. We haven't played it yet. We're going to, um, but I didn't quite realize there were so many expansion packs. And like you were saying those and I was like, Whoa, like that was, there's way more than I thought. So that's really, really cool. Um, and we're excited to get the word out and hopefully have more people come and try it out. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks for checking it out too. And asking about it. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, absolutely. And, and links to all of it will be in the show notes. Yeah. Everything you just talked about. Without a doubt. And are there any other things that we haven't talked about that you two are hoping to maybe cover or, sh- or share with us tonight? I think you covered it. Yeah. You guys are professionals. You know all yeah. the questions. <laughs> Everything so I, is just so like it's really so seamless. It's I just know, so it's good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you two were very helpful with all yeah. of that. We didn't have to interrupt you very much. Yeah. It was just like a flow. So <laughs> it worked perfect. So I have a very invasive question, and feel free to to not answer it. But okay, go for it. When you two I'm got curious. together, you were your first everything. What are your current so? When you started swinging, it was one partner for each of you, and it was each other. Do you know, and you don't, maybe you don't have to share if you don't want to, but do you know what your current number is for each of you of people that you've now been with? <laughs> you said you I, kept, I, you I kept a either. little black book. So that the, the reason I thought of this I was your little black book. Yeah. Say the exact number, but you should say what, say what, what you think every time that like you get. Okay. <laughs> so. I mean, it's so stupid. I don't know. I've always been this way. So I'll give you this answer instead. So we're big travel people too, normally, whenever there's not, you know, a pandemic. And so every time that I get off an airplane, 
or I get off a cruise ship or whatever, and I step foot in a new country, I'm like, damn, I've been in 20 countries. <laughs> and this sounds so bad, but every time that like I end up like we end up having sex with somebody, it and like it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not like I'm thinking about the whole time. But as soon as like I have sex with that person, that is the first thought is I'm like, I've been with this many people. <laughs> like right in that second, and then it goes away. And that's such a stupid thing but that's that's a quirky thing so uh that um i do do that i don't remember how many i don't keep track but i will say because i'm bisexual and i do stuff with women it's maybe twice as much yeah. as yours <laughs> Love it. No, no, no judgment no judgment at all i was just i was just purely curious but it was a perfect answer are you gonna answer yeah, you guys, yeah, right. I can give you, I, you give me an answer. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not answering that question. <laughs> I will say la- far less than a hundred. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. I'll agree with that. I can give you that much for sure. Far and, less. And I'll also say that uh, we or I specifically have kept track of it. <laughs> yeah, we we have notes. <laughs> but yeah. but you, you wouldn't have if I didn't. No. <laughs> that's very so, true so i wouldn't have if you didn't i feel like yeah well we used to have like journals that were full of bucket list <laughs> and then we had our little black book and then this is embarrassing too but we still have it i guess we have like a bucket list of like things that we hope would happen lifestyle wise and so we still go through sometimes and like we'll cross things off and it's like oh we had that experience and yeah. so uh we still have the same journal and we'll still update it with all the lifestyle stuff. And it's like six years old. And, and it has like bucket lists from when we were in high school of like things we wanted to do in the summers. And it's just the same journal so that's just funny kept going. The, that's the amazing. I love it. I don't think that's embarrassing at all. Like, I think that's really cool. <laughs> well, if you read like the things that we want, like were bucket list items for us when we were in high school, like, I mean, it, it was, was like, like, it was like watching, pokemon on a sunny day like it was it was like and then like you go to the back and it's like oh we want to go to an orgy yeah. like and so like it's just this huge like yeah. i love it yeah mine was always like buy a jet ski and i was actually talking with my best friend about this a couple of weeks ago and i was like why would we ever waste our money on a jet ski and so we're just like we're, we're both so cheap now that we're like buying a jet ski is like the absolute last thing we would ever do but not no judgment to any jet ski owners. Um, That's just not where you're at right now. No, no. And after my jet but ski, maybe act, one day, come on, maybe one day you can have that jet ski. You know Never what? If know. I win the lottery, then I'll buy you. I'll buy you a set of jet skis. What <laughs> you ever? Have. A matching pair. Yeah, love it. Love That's it. Awesome. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, it has been a delight chatting with you too. Thank you for coming on for all the work you're doing, and we'll put links to everything you've done in the show notes. And we'll let you have a great evening. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you guys so thank much you. for having us. You really, really, we had so much fun. It was so Absolutely. fun. Yeah, thank you so much. And we're back. Thank you so much, Bella and Jace, for reaching out to us for the amazing work that you do and putting your story out there. And it's also just being vulnerable and sharing with us. You know, they're they've been through quite the journey and it was amazing to share and uh we forgot to say this in the intro so i guess oh my gosh if you stuck around to the outro you get a little bonus uh and we'll say it next week at the beginning of the show sorry bell and jace if you want 
To save 10% on their entire website, um, all of the different games and merchandise they have, you can use the code capital N-N-M, as yes. in normalizing non-monogamy. Yes. And, uh, yeah, thank and you And their website is the number 4rplay.com, yep. but links are in the show notes. Yeah, so we'll mention that again at the beginning of next week because we forgot at the beginning of this week. Anywho, yeah, thank you again, Bell and Jace, for all the work and all the great stuff you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. And before we let you go, we do just want to do a quick reminder and information, I guess, about our Patreon. So if you're looking for community, we have an amazing community. We're so thankful to all over 160 members that are part of this community. Uh, there's a we have a monthly Q&A which we call Q&As but they're and I guess they are, but they're just discussions. It's a, it's a time for people to come together if they're working through something or they have an issue, they can just talk about it with a group of other people. There's usually yes. 10 to 15, sometimes 20 yes. other people on these calls. And everybody's just super supportive. Uh, one of our favorite things to do each month is, is, is jump on these calls. And we love, yeah, we love them. And our next ones are going to be April 28th. It's a Wednesday. We have one at 9 p.m. Eastern and another one at 9 p.m. Pacific. So put that on your calendar. Come join us. We also have men's and women's groups. Um, we have separate men's and women's chats as well as uh, calls. And those calls are going to be on April 20th for the men's group and April 21st for the women's group. We do want to just note that we are working on rebranding these a little bit um, because then, you know, we know the names men's and women's groups aren't as inclusive as we'd like them to be, but we also want to provide those safe spaces. So, however, the groups are inclusive. Um, we've had non-binary people join. Yes. And we've gotten some really great feedback from them that they felt super safe. This was like, a, they said, normally I don't talk and speak up in these things, but they were super engaged and super just loving it and, and getting involved. And so like, so while the names may not be as inclusive as we meet, the groups are very inclusive. Yeah. So thank and Hey, huge. Thank you to uh, the people in these groups for making these spaces safe. This is not a thing that Emma and I do. This is everybody who shows up. So yes. thank you uh, to everybody who does that. That's am amazing. Yes. And then finally, we also have a group in MeWe chat for our Patreon members. It's also amazing if I can't say it enough, um, where we just people shoot the shit and also come and, bring really difficult topics too so it's kind of it's fun and also can be serious too so anyway all of that to say if you wanted to check it out go to our website normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the patreon button and we'll see you there try it out for a month if you don't like it you can go ahead and cancel we don't get offended no we do not but if you love it you can sign up for a year and save a bunch of money yep they can do that too all right <laughs> with that we've got enough um, uh, an interview i suppose next, next week. week next wednesday we have an interview with axel it's actually amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it takes me back to the days when I used to live in Germany. I know. I'm, I'm I a know. sucker for the German sense of humor, and yes. I'm excited for this one. We and had he, a great conversation. Yeah, and he finds this balance between swinging and polyamory and BDSM, and I don't know. You'll also have to tune in next week. Everything. So thank you in advance, Axel. We'll see you in a week, and have a, have a great Wednesday, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.